welcome. Once again, it's the Alp Nerds Podcast with me, dude, and Andy. What's up, Andy? What is happening? It's 2018. Tell me about your life in 2018. Holy shit. 2018 is here. Thank God. I thought 2017 would never be over. Whoa. (laughs) But (laughs) it was a rough year, bro. Rough year. But uh, yes, it is the Albinist Podcast, and we are continuing our countdown of our top albums of 2017. Today we're doing number five to number one. These are the ones that really count. Oh, yeah. Top records of the year. And just to clarify, these are not like what we think are necessarily the best records, but these are our favorites, the ones we enjoy listening to the most. Sometimes there's vandalism here. That's my new word. Yeah, Yeah, I like that. That's perfect, actually. Where being a fan of a particular band can sometimes make you like it more than maybe you would if if you didn't love it. Yeah, kind of cloud your judgment just a little bit. But that's, you know, part of being human. And that's uh, something we try to uh, maintain on this show. (laughs) Humanity! (laughs) Humanity! All right, so should we get into this? Should we listen to and talk about the best? That's right. No one's ever going to keep you down, top five. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I love it, man. I love it. Let's do it. Number five. Oh, yeah. Coming to you hard. At number five is Mastodon with the Emperor of Sand. This one we talked about April 14th on the episode Born Under a Bad Sign, Speak No Evil, and Emperor of Sand. We talked about a lot that day. But you should go listen to that show if you want more details on this album. This is the seventh studio album by heavy metal band Mastodon. It's released in March. Not much more to say about it. It's a concept album album as they are known to do um this basically follows a desert wanderer who is handed a death sentence themes of death and survival are woven into the song's lyrics which are inspired by experiences members of the band had when family and friends were diagnosed with cancer so this comes from real life stuff why don't we listen to a little bit of something something this one is called roots remain I really liked this record. I liked it better than the previous two releases. I thought this blended some of that more um, accessible sound and uh, the arrangements are a little less bludgeoning, but still heavy with the old stuff, the crack, the sky and uh, you know, Leviathan and blood mountain where there's a concept it's heavy, but there are moments where a regular person can enjoy the record. (laughs) (laughs) And this is on a lot of top 10 lists, I believe, this year. It was sold really well, but that's Mastodon for you. What are your thoughts on this one, my man? Well, you know, I'm a a huge, huge fan of this band, so it's a little hard not to be biased. 
I would say I would agree with you. It's probably one of my favorites of their recent releases. Though it didn't make my top 10 list, it's probably, you know, somewhere in the 20 to 40 range for me for your records of the year. Uh, it's good. I, you know, I hope they continue in this direction. I always love when they do concept records. And just a personal side, like, man, if you have a chance to see these guys live, they are one of the best live bands I've ever seen in my life. I cannot recommend it highly enough going to see them on their shows at least once. They're really spectacular. But yeah, my number five pick is also a rock record, but from a much much less well-known band um, called the Downtown Boys, and their third full-length called The Cost of Living. They're a Providence, Rhode Island, I guess you call post-punk group. Uh, they're on the sub-pop label, which is kind of what got them a lot of notoriety for this particular release, and it is a pretty uh, raucous, contentious... Um, political kind of fists in the air type of record and it really grew on me um, after repeated listens it's produced by uh, one of the founding members of Fugazi I think it definitely has that very independent spirit you'd expect let's play one of those very political tracks this is the opening cut it's entitled A Wall Love the energy, love that uh, just that punk vibe. You know, they, there's a lot. Obviously, where their influence is pretty uh, prominently here. They sound a lot like some uh, you know punk bands from the '70s. But I really enjoyed it. That was a very refreshing record. Um, glad to see it popping up on a lot of year-end lists. I think it's deserving. And uh, you know, I think it, it kind of for me. And I mentioned that Algiers record and the first countdown show we did um this is kind of the second half of those of those two in terms of being very political in nature and and kind of mirrors a lot of the feelings i had in 2017 um what did you think of this record i had not heard it until i saw it on your list your exceedingly long list (laughs) but uh i combed through the top 10 and yeah i would have thought this was out of the cutout bin from some 1978 punk record yeah you know, it sounds like it. it. Yeah, so I guess that's the plus. Is it? It sounds authentic, and for the young kids out there, this might be, uh, as far as they're concerned, a fresh sound. Fair enough. Let's move on to uh, number four. Number four. Okie dokie. Now we're getting into the, getting down to the nitty gritty of it. Mm-hmm. I went with. Uh, a doom metal band called Paul Bearer. This is their third album. It's called Heartless. We talked about this one a little bit more on April 7th. The Missing Banana Heart was the name of that episode. This is their third full length. They're a lot of critical acclaim here. Um, This is on a lot of year-end lists of metal lists, not necessarily your typical stuff. It's it's hard to describe. It's just really good because it's melodic. It's metal. It's heavy, clean vocals, 
good delivery, good lyrics. It holds your attention throughout. Uh, let's listen to one of the longer tracks. This one is, uh, I believe, like a seven-minute song. This one's called Cruel Road. It's metal, it's prog, it's doom. It's a little bit of everything cool in metal today. And this band is great, and they grow with every release. What did what were your thoughts on this? I think you liked it, if I remember from our last discussion. Yeah, man, I'm definitely a fan of Paul Baron. I think this is probably one of their stronger releases to date. They do a great job of kind of of you know mirroring the the old you know 70s black sabbath sound with uh what's going on in today's modern metal scene De- definitely definitely one of the standout uh acts uh in the metal space right now as far as i'm concerned and this is definitely uh, a good record man good choice thank you very much it was a pleasure to listen to Every time. It is a good one. It is a good one. My number four pick is from a post-punk indie rock band from Massachusetts called Pile, and their record, A Hair Shirt of Purpose. I don't really know what that means, to be honest with you. <laughs> the album cover has like a, a pink guy sitting in a bathtub. And that's It's kind of a good... Uh, summary for this record it's it's kind of peculiar i would say you never really have a feel like you have a clear understanding of what's going on but i love that it's very creative very inventive they're they're they have a really dedicated following especially up in the boston mass area where they're from but i've really enjoyed the last few records this one in particular feels like their most accomplished work to date but like i was saying the song structures are kind of bizarre there's not a lot of order to them and the lyrics are very obtuse as well but it, it really grew on me. Let's let's play um, one of the more accessible tracks on the record. This is called Texas. Yeah, it's one of the more hard-hitting tracks on the record. Some of the songs um, you kind of meander about, and you think they'll over, be over, and then all of a sudden they'll come back with like a whole new section, um, which I think is exciting. And it, like I said, it's um, feels very fresh every time I listen to it. Um, I find myself, you know, if I'm in need of a good idea or kind of stuck on a problem, I definitely put this record on, and definitely inspires me to maybe think outside the box a little bit. What do you think of this, man? It's not um, disjointed and kooky. By the way, a hair shirt is 
a shirt made of rough, uncomfortable cloth, which some religious people used to wear to punish themselves. Oh, like like a something s- itchy sweater? Things. Yeah, basically. <laughs> that does sound torturous. Yeah, I mean, this is, you know, definitely an Andy pick. It's art. It's crazy. It's, um, you know. You know. Like, like kind of um, weird. <laughs> well, you know how you feel if, if you spin around in circles a bunch of times and make yourself dizzy? <laughs> Okay, this record this record that's made how, you dizzy. That's, the, that's what it, like when you stand still all of a sudden and then the whole room is like moving around <laughs> right, weird. Right, right. That's that's what it feels like. <laughs> so get drunk on the hair shirt of purpose, man. Number three. Okay, so speaking of uh, our earlier conversation about vandalism, <laughs> it's the foo foo train. Foo foo. Foo Fighters, Concrete and Gold. This is my number three for the year. Don't judge me, Andy. Uh, uh, we talked about this in depth on the October 2nd episode called Wayne Was There for His Looks, Concrete and Gold, and Asheran. This is the ninth studio album by the Foo Fighters. You know who they are. Uh, it was produced by Greg Kirsten. It uh, was released on September 15th. It went number one on the album charts. This album has hard rock extremes, pop sensibilities. Uh, There's actual meaning in some of the stuff. You know, there's some songs that kind of were inspired by the heated atmosphere of the 2016 election and all the stuff going on in society. So there's some depth here. Why don't we listen to a track called La Dida. So, good reviews, sold 127,000 album equivalent units in its first week, and uh, people like this. And this album, what I like about it the most is that it's the Foo Fighters. You can tell it's the Foo Fighters. It sounds like them, but the songs are different. The production is different, and there's some prog rock influences, some Pink Floyd in here, some Beatles sounds, um, Beach Boys tones there's just some some differences here and i thought they did a really good job of staying the foo fighters but making a record that doesn't sound like your typical foo fighters record i like every track on this generally i like two or three a lot and the rest are acceptable in this case i think it's a fun awesome listen all the way through and you don't have to say a word andy (laughs) i won't you can, <laughs> but you don't have to. You know, I, uh, I, I would say I'm glad to exist in a world where the Foo Fighters are still relevant, and I respect David Girl very much, and I'm glad he's still putting out music, just not this record. <laughs> Ugh, be gone. <laughs> Your turn, fool. All right, number three for me is... King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard, Flying Microtonal Banana. King Gizzard is the Australian psychedelic rock band, and I would say 
band of the year 2017. They've put out four records to date, and by the time this is being re- this album's this podcast is released, I have a feeling they're supposed to release one more on the last day of the year. We'll see if that comes to fruition or not. But that is still pretty incredible, in my opinion, that type of uh, production in one year. And they're really cool records. I think this one was, was my particular favorite. Uh, we did talk about this back in April on the episode The Miss- Missing Banana Hearts. Um, so yeah, they combine elements of surf, garage rock, psychedelia. And this record in particular is kind of like a concept theme thing going on where they're exploring the uh, this whole idea of micro-tuning. Let's get into it and play one of my favorite tracks here. This is Sleep Drifter. Such a kind of unique, kind of odd, quirky sound there from them. Man, I really... I liked this band last year, but no, I really love them. I think they're pretty exciting, and I love how into these records I get, and then they just kind of just jump and do something completely different in the next, the next record. But what were your thoughts on them and, and this record in particular? They're definitely a super cool band, <clears throat> and like you mentioned, all the releases and the different concepts and sounds are are cool this was my favorite of them this year so far they're great these records are good but they are really cool and absolutely we're checking out their entire discography and this is one of the more interesting ones word up man moving on number two. Oh yeah number two big stuff this is bittersweet for me this number two choice this band is called vant The album is Dumb Blood. We talked about it March 3rd on episode 18, Super Blood Virus. This album was released in February of 2017 by Parlophone. Uh, Vant is a British band. Uh, Matty Vant is the genius behind it. Uh, They're kind of like a punk, alternative, grunge, nouveau sort of outfit. But their music, their lyrics are very, very, very heavily influenced by global issues. Quality education and environment, war, songs about people, you know, racism and problems in society. When I was researching for this, I found some bad news. They, they are disbanding or going on a hiatus. And the album's only been out since February. And then they released a second like EP with the rest of their songs. From what I could tell, it was a little bit about running out of money, perhaps, because rock and roll is a tough sell. They want to reach a lot of people with their message, and I think maybe there weren't enough people. So hopefully, when you listen to this album, you'll go buy it, and they'll get back together quickly because the album nerds have that kind of power. Let's listen (laughs) to a little bit (laughs) of Karma Seeker.
So, man, what did you think about this album? I, I think of all... I mean, we share a lot of music back and forth throughout the year. This is my favorite record that you turned me on to. And it was just outside my top 10. I think it was like around number 15 or so. Really good. It's It kind of, like you said, brings you back to that alternative rock sound that was popular maybe 20 years ago or so. Really enjoyed it. I appreciated the message they were trying to get across. Um, yeah, it's too bad. They're not together anymore. I was kind of excited uh, to hear this type of sound again. But uh, yeah, there's so much promise there. And, you know, the indication was that they might be back in 2018. I think maybe they want to go do some other stuff in between and then regroup. I mean, who knows? But uh, great record. The extended version that you'll find on most of the streaming services has like 20 or so songs. They're all good. A lot of profanity. Not a ton, but enough. So be careful there. Don't listen with your kids. But I'm really sad. I had this. I planned on this being in my top five all year long, and then to read the news from October that they're going on hiatus is is kind of disappointing. But maybe they'll all come out with great records on their yeah, own. Yeah, well, let's definitely keep an eye on on Maddie and and, and see what he does next because he's definitely got a clear message, and I think it's one that's worth uh, worth hearing. Yeah, I can protest too, Andy. <laughs> Everyone's- I care about things. <laughs> uh, coming in at uh, number two for me is a band called Proto Martyr and their record Relatives in Descent. This is a band, you, actually, you turned me on to originally uh, a few records back. Uh, they're from Detroit, Michigan. They're kind of, uh, I guess you'd say, post punk uh, rock group. Uh, this is their fourth studio record, the first on the Domino label. They're, I guess I would say they're kind of like a heady, heady rock band. Like I, it always takes me a while to kind of dissect these lyrics. Um, Joe Casey, the lead singer-songwriter, uh, he has a very distinctive, deep voice. Reminds me a lot of uh, Nick Cave. And the lyrics, it, you know, you can tell there's a lot of like uh, the political stuff going on there as well. There's a lot of kind of uh, big picture kind of questioning and of going on in terms of what we're doing as a as a race of people here. Um, let's listen to one of those songs that digs into that. This is called My Children. Yeah, some of those records when I first heard it, I was like, okay, yeah, I get it. But then on subsequent listens, I was like, oh, now I'm just I'm just starting to get it a little bit. And after, you know, I saw it six months listened to this, I really have come to enjoy it. It's really grown on me a lot. I think it's definitely their strongest record to date. And they deserve a lot of credit for um, putting out some really uh, intellectual rock music that I think is uh, worthy of a deeper analysis. Agreed. I like it. I wouldn't say I love it. I've only listened to it a couple of times over the year, but I uh, I definitely enjoy it when I when I remember. So I'm glad we're doing this because it did come back. I was like, Proto Martyr, that's familiar. And then I, 
I saw the album cover. I'm like, oh yeah, that one. I like that one. <laughs> so nice pick. It's uh, yeah, it's got really cool sort of throwback punk elements, but not so much so that it sounds copycat. So yeah, I like it. Yeah, that's why we do these lists, man. It's good to kind of uh, bring some of these albums back from uh, the depths of our listening memories. It's time, man. It's time. It's time. You ready? Number one. What was that? Number one. Oh, Oh, number one. Here we go. What's it going to be? I bet people that are listening, people that are listening are like wetting themselves right now in anticipation. (laughs) Oh, God. Okay. (laughs) Well, guess what, folks? We're coming back around to Mr. Coulter Wall. That's number one for me. Self-titled album, Coulter Wall. Talked about it in June, June 23rd on the Culture Wall Halo episode. Culture Wall was produced by Dave Cobb, super country producer. We talked about this also. What was it? Your number six? Uh, yeah, I think so. So we talked about it on the last episode, so I won't go on and on. We're just going to play another song. The guy's awesome. Love the record. Obviously, it's my favorite of the year. I had like half country, half rock this year on my list, which is unusual. It's a lot of country. I don't know what's happening to me. So let's listen to one of my favorite tracks, Transcendent Ramblin' Railroad Blues. Lay me down hard Light my cigarette Make my bed Somewhere beneath the stars Don't look for me in glory Don't look for me below Cause I'll be riding on that freight Where the souls of ramblers go So Hmm. I took that to be something about uh, Don't go to heaven, I'm not going to hell I'm going to take the this train to when I die, I'm taking this train to the, where the souls of ramblers go. <laughs> this guy is so genuine yeah. at 21 years old. It's ridiculous. Like I, I, I'm looking to for wisdom from this kid <laughs> that is young enough to be my son, and it's awesome. I mean, I can't say enough about it. It is a clear number one for yeah, me. Yeah, this guy is just in class of his own right now. Um, it's one of those records you can just totally get lost in. Like his voice is just so like all encompassing. It's it just feels like you're like it's transportive. You know, it's it's very very cool. Um, you don't need to gush on forever about this record, but it is definitely definitely worth hearing if you have not heard it. Um, even if you don't like country music, I think there's something here to love for everybody. It's just a just a great record. Yeah, for sure. All right, man. So coming in at number one for me. Are you okay? <laughs> you have a seizure? Yeah, I'm just yeah, anticipation. What's it gonna be? It's uh, Billy Woods and his record "Known Unknowns." This is what the record I was hoping to get from Billy Woods. He's a super talented lyricist, um, rapper. From New York City, this is his sixth studio record, but it's really the first one where I think he's got the production right fit for him, and he also was willing enough to 
kind of add some more melodic and like traditional song structures to to the record to make it a little bit more accessible, a little less dense. He is a freaking lyrical genius. He's one of my favorite rappers out right now. I would put him up there with, you know, with, with Kendrick Lamar as terms of talent. This is definitely his best record. Um, he's known for, you know, really valuing his privacy. He's, he doesn't like his face on the internet. He's got kind of a left field, like, bizarre sense of uh, humor. But, uh, I think once you dig into it, there's a lot to love here. This record is just, every track on here delivers and it's something you know i can put on as like to have a good time and like try and and sing along with him but also it's something you can put on to get a more introspective because it's so deep and textured and there's so much wordplay and nuance going on here it's just incredible um let's play one of my favorite cuts here this is called everybody knows Yeah, so he's talking about Big Brother and the government spying on you and all your digital footprint in the world and everybody just knowing exactly what the fuck you're doing. It's uh, he he's man just head and shoulders above most of the people in the rap game right now. Cannot recommend this record enough. We did talk about it back on August fourth on our episode, The Illuminated Kid, Blacksmith Rising, and Known Unknowns. What did you think about this record, man? Did you? Uh, enjoy it half as much as i did um i don't know about <laughs> half but you know i'm not a rap yeah, yeah. man it's better than the, it's better than me because i always just go rap <laughs> rap 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 rap, 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 yeah, yeah, rap. Yeah, i've heard that one um yeah it's it's definitely cool i liked it when when we listened to it back in august i like it now it's again i don't drive around listening to the hip hops but clearly has depth the guy is super fascinating. I think it's worthy of your number one pick. I mean, I, I could tell when we talked about it before how much you liked it, and I'm glad that it's uh, held true for you. That's an important part. Yeah, you know? Lot, you know, a lot of times there'll be a lot of hype around these records, and they won't necessarily uh, live up to repeated listens, but uh, I think there are two number ones here, our records that will still be important in 2018 and well on to the, into the future. Would you say that they're the best around? <laughs> Nothing's going to keep you down. Those are the best. Our favorite albums from 2017. <laughs> Word up, man. What a crazy year. What a good year for the Album Nerds podcast. We appreciate everybody listening to the show. We'd love it if you would... Uh Follow us on Twitter or uh, leave us a review on iTunes. That would be awesome. Um, coming up next week on the show, we're going to dig into our new essential funk and new wave British heavy metal <laughs> um, project. Just, just rolls right off the tongue there, man. <laughs> yeah. it's <laughs> They call it the new wave of British heavy metal. It's a, the 
uh, early 80s, late 70s invasion of British metal bands into call, America. Uh, NWBHM. <laughs> so that'll be coming up uh, next week on the show. Everybody, please tune in for that one. In the meantime, where can they uh, find more Album Nerds content, buddy? Well, of course, as you mentioned, they can find us on the iTunes, the Google Play Music, and the Stitcher Radio for the podcast itself. Uh, tell us your favorite albums over at albumnerds.com. The shows are there as well. Please, if we missed anything in these top tens, tell us what were the best albums. I mean, we can't find everything. So if you have tops that didn't make our lists, tell us what they are. We'd love to listen to them and maybe even talk about them on the show. As Andy mentioned, do follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Symbol at Album Nerds. So I think that's going to do it for the tops on to real life again thank you everybody for listening tell everybody about our show oh sayonara see you next week everybody